Hey friends, it's Mark James. I love that I called yesterday's episode. Oh, by the way, it's Friday. <laughs> it's 20 to 11 at night. I love that I called yesterday's episode Distracted by Cod, Don't Bother. And half of the people who usually listen didn't listen. Yesterday's episode, yesterday's episode had literally half as many listeners as normal. So in future, when it's been a shit one, I am just going to put, don't bother listening to this, it's shit. And if you're hardcore and you've listened to every single one and you feel like you need to dig in, then, you know, you can. And if you are not bothered, you're a casual listener, you can skip them. Speaking of people who um, have listened to every episode, the quiz of, you know, win the what's it called, win a little prize from me, is coming up on Sunday. Okay, Sunday's episode is going to be the quiz for the 200 episode thing for everyone who's listened to every single episode. So make sure you listen to that and you will hear the quiz and you'll get a chance to win a little cheeky prize. Okay, who knows what it'll be? Maybe it'll be a picture of my feet. Sarah just did a face, but it won't. It'll be something good. I promise. Uh, especially if you don't live overseas because postage is not a ball ache. But if you live in America and you've listened to every episode... It might be something different to what everyone else gets. Who knows? Who knows? Let's not get bogged down on that. I've got more important things to say. It's Friday night. Now, I've just eaten quite a few wings that Sarah cooked. This morning, I had a sausage sandwich that Sarah cooked. This afternoon, I had some cheese toasties that I cooked with toasty bread in the toasty maker. Because my friend Elliot, shout out to Elliot, who's listening to this on Saturday morning when he's out for his walk. And now he's laughing because he knows that I exactly picked when he would listen to it. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Elliot, who's the toasty king, at toasty king on uh, TikTok. Got me inspired to make cheese toasties, so I've been making all sorts of toasties. What I've been finding about toasties is that the cheese that you love doesn't necessarily make for a good cheese toasty. So my favorite cheese is called Tasty Lancashire, and it's a local cheese to where I live. And I've mentioned this before, but I really do love where I live because I'm not from here. So Preston is an adopted home to us. And, and for that reason, I love it in a way that I think you can only love a place if you live there, but you're not from there and you didn't grow up with loads of bad memories of it or whatever. So, um... Of course, plenty of people love where they're from and are, and are from there. But, you know, I think people who chose to live in a place love it in a different way. So I support Preston Football Club, which I didn't as a kid. But of course I do because I live here now. And I eat local products as often as I can. And I like those things and all of that. So Tasty Lancashire. Um, I love it. And it makes a terrible cheese toasty. It's too strong. There's something about it that just doesn't work. There's like a whiskey cheese that I love as well. And I put that in a cheese toasty and it was horrible. You know, when you have something that's so rich, it wrinkles your nose up. That's what happens with it. Now, Sarah's here, babe. Why is tasty Lancashire cheese horrible in a toasty when it's so nice normally? It's not a melting cheese, I think. It's, it's not a melting cheese. So what changes the flavour of a cheese when you melt it? I don't mind the texture. It is the flavour that's a problem. It's too strong. Mm, it's a strong cheese. Do you think there's just too much of it in your mouth when you melt it? Because, I mean, I did use half a block when I had it the other day. Well, that's too much cheese, isn't it? That's a lot of cheese, yeah. Maybe I'm using too much. Yeah, for toasties, it's like a milder cheese, like in um, a new down 
more. You're quiet again, I think. Gouda or something. <laughs> she just nodded and continued at the same volume and said Gouda. Is it Gouda or Gouda? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure either. I've always thought it was Gouda. I don't think I've said it out loud before. Anyway, so I tried Edam today. There's that. I did eat that cheese, yeah. So I only had a bit of it. I had a third of it. So I mixed that with a tasty Lancashire and I put it on in strips. No, no it was better. No. Edam was a bit more mellow. Yeah, but you, you just stopped putting the tasty Lancashire in. Well, that did ruin it again. Oh, yeah. It is too strong. It's the wrong cheese. Not for toasties. It's the wrong trousers, Gromit. So anyway, if you've never seen Wallace and Gromit, that would have been confusing. <laughs> but if you're British, you've absolutely... There can't be a British person who hasn't seen Wallace and Gromit, can there? Surely. If you're British and you haven't seen Wallace and Gromit, write in, let us know. So anyway, um, I made cheese toasties. I bought toasty bread. Toasty bread is so small. That's a small bread, isn't it? I ended up having three. Because three, three breads, now of course I had six slices of bread, but three of them fit onto the toasty maker in the same space as two normally would. So it must be a third smaller than a normal piece of bread. Was that because you bought a small loaf? Or? Was there, is there a normal size toasty loaf? Yeah. It was a shorter loaf within that, it only had like ten slices in. Yeah, you bought a small loaf. So oh. All <laughs> ah, right, well I ended up having three because of that. But it was all right. So anyway, I've eaten that. That's the point. And I've had wings and I've had other stuff. And oh, shit, I've just remembered Sarah's got dessert as well. We've got chocolate puds, haven't we? So there's dessert as well. I just did a show tonight out in the uh, studio for a lovely group of people from Scotland. Really, really, really fun party. I did a 30-minute magic show for them. And actually, I got another inquiry from it, from someone that was in the audience about doing another one. Within 10 minutes of it finishing, I got an email saying, I've just seen you at my friend's show. Can I book you to do it for some other friends? So that was nice. But my suit felt tight. I felt like that's the fattest I've been in a while. So I need to stop this shit again. It's just ridiculous. I did try a bit harder for the Vanishing Ink thing to get myself feeling better. And then since that, I've just taken the brakes off again and been bad. And I've got a magic lecture on Monday that I'd like to feel better for. So it all needs to stop because gigs are coming back soon. So I'm going to try the... Th How many times have you heard me say this? I'm going to try the three-day fast starting tomorrow. And I haven't been walking either. I haven't been walking, walking at all. I was going to walk today, but it absolutely pissed down. So I was going to stay in bed asleep this morning, but I opened my eyes. I barely woke up um, at like five to eight. And I could hear the rain hammering on the bedroom window really bad. And then I heard Joshua downstairs. So I knew that it must be before time to leave for school. So I very like sort of almost barely audibly awake i can't i've got to be careful saying it because there's one in the room you know the alexa i said to alexa play drive my car on the living room and so downstairs in the living room i heard i heard baby you can drive my car the beatles song and then my phone pinged Ding, behind me on the table but I was still had my eyes closed and was basically not sure if I was going to wake up or not so I then said let them play come up and see me you know that is that Texas Midnight Runners come up and see me make me smile whoever sings that I think it's Texas Midnight Runners I might be wrong I'm going to google this I've got the computer come up up and see me I'm googling it 
<clears throat> uh, oh, it's Steve Holly and Cockney Rebel. Cockney Rebel, not Dexys Midnight. Is Dexys Midnight Runners come on Eileen? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. They're very similar to me there. Come up and see me. Come on, Eileen. Um, why is some cheese horrible on toasties? Let's see what it says. Uh, is toasty cheese okay for dinner? We've been, how do we... No, there's no answer to that. I'm clearly the only person in the world that's ever worried about that question. So anyway... Um, I put that song on and then I heard Sarah's footsteps coming up the stairs and, um, she came in and I went, you want me to drive? Because <laughs> I was half dead. You want me to drive to school? She said, well, I was wondering if you might do because it's pouring down. So I... I Oh, yeah, Sarah was ill, to be fair. She got a vaccination. She had a COVID jab. The Astra Did you get AstraZeneca? Yeah, she got the AstraZeneca jab, so her arm was killing, and she's had a headache, to be fair, for a day and a half, and has felt a little bit, you know, woozy. She's still been going to work, though, because she's off her tits. Two days in a row, she still went to work. What a champ. I had a fever last night and didn't sleep You give me fever. Boom, 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 you give me fever, boom, never know how much I love. <laughs> so anyway, I do have sympathy for you. Pleased to meet you, hope you get my name. Sympathy for the devil, bit of rolling stones there. Anyway, not that Sarah's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, this is taking a turn, hasn't it? This is a good podcast, this. This is a good podcast. Are you sitting there thinking, this is good content? Normally I'd get straight to the poem now because it's nearly ten. Well, everyone does seem to like it when we argue. I can't believe we don't really ever argue. We never have shouting matches or anything. We never argue properly. The most we ever argue is I'll say my opinion on something and you'll call me a C bomb. A C Every day. Yeah, C-U-N-T. You'll call me that. By the way, that might seem shocking if you're American. My friend Taylor says that. The way the Brits use the C word is incredibly liberal. It's almost a term of endearment in Britain. Nobody ever really bats an eyelid at it. But in America, I know it's basically the absolute worst word you can say. But it's not as strange as though, with people you know. Oh, I... I I would. If they're in traffic, I would. <laughs> and on Call of Duty, I would. <laughs> but no, not in polite conversation. But to your friends, we frequently use that word. It's terrible. Anyway, apparently motherfucker's a bad one as well in America. They freak out about that. Mofo. Mofo, yeah, that wouldn't bother me. I'd probably call Joshua that on a bad day. <laughs> Sarah just did a... She has like a judgmental face. Um, born with it. You were born with it, yeah. So anyway, what was I up to? Oh, yeah, so she came upstairs and said, do you mind? That's all right, then. Uh, I'm going to go at half eight. So I literally got out of bed, put my pyjamas on, no shower or anything, just got in the car and drove him to school. Because I don't have to get out of the car at the school with him. He can just take himself in. So I drop him off literally at the gate and he walks in. And I drove home. And when I got back, there was already a sausage sandwich and a coffee waiting for me. That was very nice. I was very pleased. That's how the day started. And um, it's basically progressed from there. I didn't walk because it rained until the afternoon. Oh, I did walk. I walked and got Joshua from school. I walked to pick him up and then we both walked home together. So I did do a little bit of a walk, but I haven't been walking for a few days. It's not been good. But I'm back on. Yesterday was a shit episode. I'm sorry. I'm going to be positive again. Things have got to get going. 
this show that I've been working on looks like it's over the line and all the ideas are basically there. It just needs a bit of tightening up. And the best way to be positive about tightening it up is to be body positive and feel good and be motivated and get my walks done and use the walking time to think about ideas, then get home and put them in practice. I also need to practice the living fuck out of the cups and balls because that's going to be the opening trick in the show because the first section of the show is the history of mystery and it goes from... Cups and Balls being one of the earliest tricks to YouTube magicians. And there's a really fun bit where there's a camera on stage and you perform direct to the camera face on. So you're not adding anything at all to the proceedings. They can see everything face on, but you perform direct to the camera. Then up on the big screen is your performance, but all of the YouTube stuff is around it on an overlay. So it looks like they're watching a YouTube video, but they can see you performing the trick live at the same time. But then also out of the frame of the camera, other things are happening that they can see happening in real life, but they can't see them on the screen. And so it's like a little expose on how TV magic works, but the thing that they think see happening in real life still fools them in real life and on the camera in the end. It's one of my favourite ideas I've ever come up with and I can't wait to start doing it in real life. And it's going to be really, really good. So that's the end of the first section of the show, but it starts with the cups and balls. And um, that's the history of mystery part. So it's going to be good. It's like an evolution of magic, that first bit. And I've got all the ideas, but I do need to really practice my cups and balls. And I need to get a nice table made for it and a few other things. So that's all going to happen as well. But pod- body positivity is part of it. You know you're twitching your leg? Mm-hmm. How come? Are you singing a song in your head? Yeah. You're just twitching. Yeah. Sarah does this thing where when she sits down, she points her toes towards each other and her heels out. And she sits like a little 14-year-old emo. That's what they all do. You sit like an anime character. You should start dressing like one. Have you got a little sailor's school uniform? Why do they... I (laughs) I do wish you had one. I don't like that, actually. Whenever you see, like... I mean, we're going to talk about pornography now, aren't we? Whenever, like, pornography involves... What do... Do Asians actually go to school in school uniforms that look like sailor's outfits? Is that what their real school uniforms look like? Because they do in porn. I think... Do they? I mean, all men currently know what I'm on about. It's not really my bag, that, the little sailor's outfit. But whenever you see, like, you know, people approximating a school uniform in Asian-themed porn, well, not Asian-themed, just Asian porn, the school uniform looks like a little sailor's outfit. I don't know. what That can't be real, can it? It's not what our school uniforms look like. Joshua just wears a jumper with a polo shirt under it. A normal school uniform is a jumper, in it? Mine was as well. Did you have a blazer or anything at your school? Yeah, I had a blazer. Did you? My school just had a jumper. I went to a posh school. Yeah, I went to a shit school. How well did you do in your exams? Well, I think. Well, I smash mine. It doesn't matter where you go, does it? It's what's inside of you, not the school that you're inside of. It's It's the school, it's the education. It's the school inside of the pupil, not the pupil that's in the school it's the pupil that's in the school not the school that's around the pupil (laughs) that was a torturous analogy i'm just glad we're not talking about pornography anymore it's a slippy slope isn't it especially if you use lube anyway sarah just did a judgmental face again stop judging me when she's being judgmental she looks like a tennis ball with a face drawn on 
Her face goes very round and she does that flat mouth. You know, when you close your lips and you blow air into underneath your lips, that, I'm doing it now, that's a judgmental face. I don't have a round face. It's not round. It's very angular. You've got a lovely jaw. You've got a big meatball head. <laughs> Apparently I've got a meatball head. Anyway, that's not, that's not the point. The point is, Sarah's going to do the poem tomorrow. Because so many of you have messaged saying that you loved Sarah reading the poem. I tried to get her to do the poem tonight, but she said she wasn't ready for it. She needs to find a poem that means something to her. So she's going to read the poem tomorrow. Are you excited, babe? Yes, I should find another one of Joshua's poems. There you go. We're going to both start doing voiceovers. There's a gig thing you can do online. Because we've got all the equipment for recording professional voiceovers. Like We've got a studio outside in the garden. And it's got soundproofing on it and a proper mic and a you know podcasting desk and everything. But there's a website where you can... Basically, if you've got professional recording equipment, is a prerequisite. But you can audition for um, audiobook reads, and you read out a certain passage. It's like five minutes long, and then you just load it up. And then the person who's looking after booking that job, maybe it would be the author in some cases or different people, they um, choose which person they like, and you get the gig. And it's actually decently well paid. So I'm going to do it. Sarah's going to do it. And he doesn't know it yet, but Joshua's going to do it as well because there's bound to be some for kids to read. And he loves reading. He's a brilliant reader. And he's got a really nice little voice. I mean, you've heard him on this. You know, he's very clear and he's got a nice um, kind of a little bit Lancashire accent. But also, because Sarah and I both have different accents, then his is very middle of the road, which I think is probably handy. So he's going to do some as well, I think. We'll all audition for different books and see if we get them. Because that could be a great job. Imagine if we just did that. I mean, that'd be great, wouldn't it? You'd be gutted if we got it, though. No, I wouldn't. I'd be well chuffed. I'd charge you a technician's fee. Yeah. <laughs> All the money that comes in this house, um, I'll take my cut. I'll get my percentage. Oh, she just did a side side eye, judgmental face. Gave me a little peek out of the side. She's playing a shitty Lilia's Garden game again. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Family Island. Family Island. Sorry, I apologise. Right, motherfuckers. Here comes the poem. <laughs> What a great callback. That was funny, wasn't it? Oh my God. Sarah just dropped a C bomb. They will. They will have heard it. Um, Anyway, right. Fuck me. Here it comes. This is Roald Dahl's Cinderella. I guess you think you know this story. You don't. The real one's much more gory. The phony one, the one you know, was cooked up years and years ago and made to sound all soft and sappy, just to keep the children happy. Mind you, they got the first bit right, the bit where, in the dead of night, the ugly sisters, jewels and all, departed for the palace ball, while darling little Cinderella was locked up in the slimy cellar, where rats who wanted things to eat began to nibble at her feet. She bellowed, help and let me out! The magic fairy heard her shout. Appearing in a blaze of light, she said, my dear... Are you all right? All right, cried Cindy. Can't you see? I feel as rotten as can be. She beat her fist against the wall and shouted, Get me to the ball. There's a disco at the palace. The rest have gone and I'm just so jealous. I want a dress. I want a coach and earrings and a diamond brooch and silver slippers, two of those, and lovely nylon pantyhose. Done up like that, I'll guarantee the handsome prince will fall for me. The fairy said, hang on a tick. 
She gave her wand a mighty flick, and quickly in no time at all, Cindy was at the palace ball. It made the ugly sisters wince to see her dancing with the prince. She held him very tight and pressed, herself against his manly chest. The prince himself was turned to pulp. All he could do was gasp and gulp. Then midnight struck, she shouted, Heck, I've got to run to save my neck. The prince cried, No, alas, alack. He grabbed her dress to hold her back. As Cindy shouted, Let me go, the dress was ripped from head to toe. She ran out in her underwear and lost one slipper on the stair. The prince was on it like a dart. He pressed it to his pounding heart. The girl this slipper fits, he cried. Tomorrow morn shall be my bride. I'll visit every house in town until I've tracked this maiden down. Then rather carelessly, I fear, he placed it on a crate of beer. At once, one of the ugly sisters, the one whose face was blotched with blisters, sneaked up and grabbed the dainty shoe and quickly flushed it down the loo. Then in its place, she calmly put the slipper from her own left foot. Aha, you see, the plot grows thicker and Cindy's look starts looking sicker. Next day, the prince went charging down to knock on all the doors in town. In every house, the tension grew, who was the owner of the shoe. The shoe was long and very wide, a normal foot got lost inside. Also, it smelled a wee bit icky. The owner's feet were hot and sticky. Thousands of eager people came to try it on, but all in vain. Now came the ugly sister's girl. One tried it on. The prince screamed, no! But she screamed, yes, it fits, whoopee! So now you've got to marry me. The prince went white from ear to ear. He muttered, let me out of here. Oh, no, you don't. You made a vow. There's no way you can back out now. Off with her head, the prince roared back. They chopped it off with one big whack. This pleased the prince. He smiled and said, she's prettier without the head. Then up came sister number two, who yelled, now I will try the shoe. Try this instead, the prince yelled back. He swung his trusty sword and smack. Her head went crashing to the ground. It bounced a bit and rolled around. In the kitchen, peeling spuds, Cinderella heard the thuds of bouncing heads upon the floor and poked her own head through the door. What's all this racket, Cindy cried. Mind your own biz, the prince replied. Poor Cindy's heart was torn to shreds. My prince, she thought, he chops off heads. How could I marry anyone who does that sort of thing for fun? The prince cried, who's this dirty slut? Off with her nut, off with her nut. Just then, all in a blaze of light, the magic fairy hove in sight. Her magic wand went swoosh and swish. Cindy, she cried, come make a wish. Wish anything and have no doubt, then I will make it come about. Cindy answered, oh, kind fairy, this time I shall be more wary. No more printers, no more money, I've had my taste of honey. I'm wishing for a decent man. They're hard to find. Do you think you can? Within a minute, Cinderella was married to a lovely fella, a simple jam maker by trade, who sold good homemade marmalade. Their house was filled with smiles and lift laughter, and they were happy ever after. That was great, wasn't it? That's such a good poem. Have you heard that before? No. I haven't either. That's Roald Dahl's version of Cinderella. So good. I love that. I'm going to put that on my list of keepers. I'm going to read that to Joshua tomorrow. So good. That's the poem, friends. 23 and a half minutes. That could be the longest one yet. It was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye, friends. Bye, friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick, aren't you? Yeah.
Say it properly. Yeah, I am. I'm a dick. No, say bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye, friends. <laughs> I think you're going to drop another C-bomb. No, I can't. I apologise that I did the first time, friends. She doesn't. She says it all the time. As soon as I press stop, she'll call me it, won't you? No, you are it. <laughs> Bye, friends. <laughs>